1: Hey
0: everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 24th of April 2014, and friends, we have um, we have the show I've been wanting, we've been wanting to bring you since mid-November. This is uh, we have Dana Lukadoo in here right now. Friends, this is the Arts, Culture, and Google Obsugation episode. One of the best lineups we have ever had. We're gonna be starting with Dana Lukadoo and Laura LePay. Uh, we're going to be going to Damon Patton from Banjo, a m- mega media curation app. He's going to be joining us um, after second break. Rounding out our show, we're going to have uh, Tom Craver, one of the uh, one of the SEO ninjas, coming in to talk about Google Analytics metrics obfuscation. But first, like I said, we've been wanting to bring this specific voice to this show for for months. For uh, well. For all the most hopeful reasons. Dana Lukadu is a very special person in our industry. She's been a helpful friend and mentor to so many webmasters over the years, the word innumerable feels trite. Dana's provided top class advice to anyone who's needed it over the years. She's a long-sought-after speaker and presenter. And Dana's also one of the most popular people at any given conference uh, she'll attend. In short, Dana Lukadu is a beloved legend in our community. Now, Dana's also a fitness buff. One who loves cycling. Physically, she's one of the fittest people I know. Mentally, she's off the charts. They say a measure of a person is shown in how they handle adversity. On November 14th, 2013, a stick found its way under Dana Lokadu's bike tire. That stick, two inches of twig, sent Dana into what many of us initially thought was paralysis. In the span of five long months, a relatively short time considering the extent of her injuries... Dana Lukadu fought back to a future promising full mobility. She's gone through this journey with an outward smile and an overt concern for the experiences of everyone around her. She's fought for every inch she walks today. The commitment and grace she's shown in this fight tells me Dana is quite possibly the strongest person I've ever met. She's certainly one of the best. And we are honored to have her join us on Webcology today. Dana, welcome here.
2: Oh, thank you, Jim. I have to say that... I rarely find myself speechless, but after an introduction like that, I I'm almost without words. Thank you.
0: Well, I, the, the, perhaps I did the job too well because this is radio. We need your words, and it's so wonderful to Yeah, <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's um, actually it's great to, it's great to be able to even talk because early on I had a collapsed lung and I was whispering for a couple months.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess the very first question is one that anybody who, uh, who cares about you wants to ask. How you doing?
2: Oh, I am, I am just thanking God every day that I'm able to get up and move. And they said they, on day three they wanted to, have, you, a they want to
0: have a family conference to
2: prepare me for, a, for life in a wheelchair. And my husband said, no, we're not having that conversation with her. She's too goal-oriented, and don't take that away. And I'm glad he didn't because now I'm able to walk with a walker and a little bit with a cane, and I can't help but simply just be overjoyed every day I wake up.
0: Well, this is going to be a long journey. Um, You're light years ahead of where... You were on uh, after the first couple of weeks. You're like years ahead of where you were after Christmas. How right. how long until you have? Um, how long till you're back on your bicycle?
2: <laughs> I asked myself that yesterday, and initially I thought, oh, a couple years, and I'm not sure how long. No one can. The, the problem is, there's no crystal ball when you have a spinal cord injury. And so instead of setting dates as goals, what I'm doing right now is setting the activities as goals. And what one of the goals right now that we're uh, people have been very generous to help with obviously, uh, they've been you know, helping with the medical expenses, but two goals is we want to get a recumbent bike, a stationary recumbent bike, so I could practice the turning of my feet on pedals. And that Mm -hmm. will, since I haven't tried that, that will say a lot right there because uh, my right foot, my right side was more paralyzed. So my right hand is a challenge. So that's going to be a challenge for shifting gears. And then my... My hip flexor for my right foot isn't as strong. So we want to get in the practice of the actual turning of the pedals. And then after the recumbent bike, I'm looking to graduate to get this. This is totally amazing. A stationary bike that sits in your pool. It's called an aqua bike. And that way you use the resistance of the water and then I don't have to worry about falling off. And my uh, I, I get body works, orthopedic body works massage. And the a massage therapist, Jody McComas, came up with this last week and contacted the company and told them about my situation. And they're giving us a discount on one of these bikes. So. It's all new, and I have to admit it makes me a little bit nervous just thinking about even getting into the seat, of, even though it's not a real bike yet. But I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Hey, you'll have to put up with Aquagirl comments. You've already been called like uh, uh, Wonder Woman and Supergirl, so you'll have to put up with Aqu- Aquawoman comments.
2: Um, I'll take them. I'll take them.
0: I believe uh, – Please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we also have Laura LePay on, online now.
3: I'm here. Hi, guys. You, you are. Hi, well. Laura. By Hi. way of intro,
0: by way of an introduction, Laura LePay has a seat among the most clever technologists and search marketers in her industry. A former yahooligan, Laura is the U.S. CEO of SEO Gadget. She's worked with 9 Blue as an independent consultant and as a circus performer. Uh, Laura also has an artistic streak. Check out her Facebook page around Halloween, or just about any time, for that matter. You'll you'll know what I mean. She's also one of those people who do anything they can to help a friend. Recently, Laura created two works of art, which she's auctioning off at eBay to help with Dana's recovery costs. The artworks, which I've affectionately titled Headshot Panda and Blood-Teared Penguin, express the sentiment (laughs) of SEOs around the world in a a simple but timeless design. Now, I haven't actually seen it for real, but I know it's art. Laura LePay, welcome to Webcology, and thank you for doing this.
3: Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah,
2: thank um, you, Laura. This is, I like name. I have like to the just name. interject here. Thank you.
3: Yeah, Dana, well,
0: I, of course, of course. Um, I am a marketer. That's that's how I came up with these names. And I I, I do think Headshot Panda would make a cool band name. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Laura, why did
0: you bands. make Names out there. Why did you make these? What? Why, why? Why did you well, make the uh, the headshot panda and the uh, teary eyed pen, the bloody teared penguin?
3: I'm gonna go and change the names of those officially on the on the eBay uh, listing. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, originally I don't know. I mean, I I um, I've personally been going through some hard times in the past year or so, and. Um, and I used to be an artist. Before I was a marketer, I, I did a lot of other things. It was mostly sports and art, and um, and I kind of stopped doing a lot of that stuff and um, like completely pivoted in life and went and got married and became a search marketer. And um, the the artwork, in terms, you know, of like building a career, was, was all my all my time, and um, and so the arts, you know, sort of fell by the wayside. Which is interesting because I saw my mom do the same thing. Like you know, I saw her one day bring all her art supplies back out, and I was like, and "I hadn't seen him in like 20 years." And so, um, you know, I got divorced, and I, I went through the past year. I've been going through just some, you know, painful stuff, and my outlet has been um, to get creative again. And so, um, the I didn't know what I wanted to do in terms of getting back into art. This is actually kind of the first. Uh, other than this huge octopus I drew on my wall, it's like twenty feet. Um, it's, it's the first <laughs> art pieces I've done. I'd sell it if I could, if I could, you know. I'm actually going to lose money on it because I'm not going to get my deposit back. I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I wanted to do something kind of. I, I have this this something inside me that's a little dark, you know. And um, but I like the cute, you know, the idea of something cute that's bleeding. I guess.
0: Put
2: it that way. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um and so i well may, yeah, maybe I the sketch- a,
2: maybe they're a little bit of a self-portrait you're cute and you're going been going through some hard times
3: yeah right yeah maybe there's something i think you're right dina yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so I, I got out the sketchbook and just started with a panda for some reason i just saw like in my head i saw a critter that was like adorable and cuddly but you know um but tragic and so um uh, I just started drawing some I- some ideas of how I could hurt a panda and a penguin <laughs> and, well, the, um, well, in a sketchbook.
0: The, the choices that, subject, I, I thought, seemed kind of obvious. I mean, like, you know, why would an SEO be kind of ticked at a panda or a penguin? Uh, I kind of I got that. So, um, you're auctioning them. You're auctioning them at eBay.
3: That's what Right, well, yeah. I, so, when I finished them, I didn't know what I was going to do with them because I, I don't feel like I need them. I mean... Uh, of course, the, the panda and the penguin are relevant to all of us that are in the industry. Um, uh, I actually think they—I really like the updates. I think it, um, it's done—I mean, despite what it's done to a lot of people, which really sucks, actually. Um, but the what's done for the web is a different story. And um, I don't actually feel the way that the, the, the art is portrayed, right? I, I don't actually feel like—I'm I'm not a panda and a penguin hater. Um, so I, I figured somebody else would probably, you know, like these more than I do. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. with them, And I thought at this whole time I've been watching Dana and I've been watching the updates about Dana page. And, um, um, you know, because I'm going through all this mm. stuff I'm going through I have, I, have, I, have, you know, my, I have no money. It's all like in divorce and taxes and like, how could I help, you know? And, um, it kind of just came together. I don't remember if, if I think I was sitting around talking to somebody one night and I was just like, I think I might just auction them off. And then it just hit me. I'm like, Dana could use the money, you know, Dana uh. has, is going to stop and, and has to, you know, I mean, I just had a shoulder surgery the other day and the bills are, are crazy. And I have like this great insurance, what you're going through Dana and, and the, the type of, you know, even if you had the best insurance on the planet, I know it's crazy, crazy expensive. And so, um, you know, I've been watching this and wondering how I could help. And it, yeah, I it was just like, yeah, we'll auction them off and see if anybody, see if it takes, you know, see if we can get to that exercise
0: Well, the auction went up yesterday. It seems to be taking the bid. The bid went from zero to $315. I think it's at right now. And if if anybody wants to see it, um, go go to ebay.com. Just type in Dana Lookadoo, D A N A L O O K A D O O up comes the uh, the very first the very first and only uh item that comes up is the auction for uh what will soon be named headshot penguin and tear i'm sorry headshot <laughs> panda and tear eyed penguin um and uh yeah bid fast bid often now how long is the auction open till
3: um a week so it started yesterday and it's gonna um it goes for seven days so we'll um you know, we promoted it a bunch yesterday, and um, I think the last time I looked, there was 18 bids, um, a lot of page views, 18 bids, and um, and then, you know, we'll give it a little push again right before the end and um, see where whose office these are going to end up in, and I think we'll probably, you know, um, do, like, I would assume, probably put some more posts out there and say whoever whoever got them, I'd love to see where they end up, you know, and um, get a little visibility mm-hmm. around that, probably you know, probably, I'm sure there's going to be links involved somewhere. I don't know. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
3: link building! Yes! They got one from me. <laughs> you know, you can't have a panda and a penguin, especially without link building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially a
2: penguin. Oh, that's a good laugh. <laughs> it's very yeah, cute. So then- or as, you, as you were talking, I was sitting there and holding back tears. And... Oh, kitty. I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm crying on the radio. Oh. <laughs> it's, okay. it's
0: a fine medium for it.
2: <laughs> I am. So, thank you so much. you, I, Laura, you really put a spring in my step. You just blessed my socks off. Thank you. You just have really at the, I was really struggling and I have, great days and at hard times and I got your note and I couldn't say thank you enough. The words thank you don't express my full appreciation of what you did in my heart.
3: Well, Well, Dana, you, um, you in our industry, there's, I feel like there's people that, you know, um, we need to look up to and people who set a good precedent for. um, you know, what, how, how we should act in our industry. And, and um, I've always looked up to you and especially your biking. My gosh, like the, I thought I was an athlete and I see what you're doing and, and I can't imagine how this must be affecting you because I know you live through your bike. And, um, it, this is obviously like the least I can, I can do. Um, you're a fantastic person. I, you know, I, You really deserve it.
0: You know, if I could just interject here, I got—we got to feel pretty really good about this because in the last few minutes, two more bids have come in to the eBay auction. We're now sitting at five hundred one.
2: Wow!
0: Do I hear five wow. fifty? Do I hear five fifty out there? We got, a we got a panda. Both of them got blood on them. blood on a blood on. Do we hear five fifty? <laughs> um, I want to get—I want to get uh, serious for a second, and I'm, you know it. It sucks to talk about money. No one wants to talk about money. It's awful to talk about money and talk about need, but now this is the time to talk about it. Um, Dana, do you have a, a, a sense of the kind of costs that are actually in front of you?
2: I, I have to tell you, my husband is shielding me from a lot of that. Ed and Alan have been more aware, and um, there's, quite a, there's quite a bit going out, uh, but... Can- I'm being a little bit shielded, and I think that that's probably the best thing.
0: Is it safe to say they're substantial?
2: Yeah, we have quite a bit of money going out. On top of not being able to work, uh, I would say the one a uh, uh, what is in, on top of like the, the insurance cost. I'm doing a number of things that insurance courts they do not approve of. I'm doing orthopedic bodywork massage, lymphatic massage, chiropractic, acupuncture, and uh, that's every week. So, uh, then, and then I'm with the amount of rehab. I am uh, I'm not working very many hours, and I miss it. I miss it so badly. But I can't sit in my chair too much. Uh, what we have coming up, I have to tell you about what may happen. I actually go next week for an evaluation that will be going. Oh, it looks like I'm going to be doing a five-week extensive uh, PT and pain management program that insurance is only going to cover about half of it. We don't have the cost of that yet. The uh, it's going to be four days a week, ten to four, so it's essentially full time. And that will include physical therapy. Uh, it's going to include biofeedback, tai chi, and yoga, uh, meditation room, and that'll be for five weeks. And once I extend what the insurance has, I'll be doing a uh, physical therapy thing called rehab without walls, where they actually come in and work with you, and their costs are two fifty an hour. And mm-hmm. insurance doesn't cover that,
0: so okay, we well, don't. It's, it's it's never comfortable to ask about stuff like that, and it's certainly never comfortable to talk about it. But I I, I wanted to ask because I wanted to well to int- introduce a PayPal account to anyone who's listening. If you're not, you know, there's only one only one bid is going to win. Headshot panda and uh, uh, blood teared bloody teared penguin, but. You if you're not if you're not bidding on eBay, you can still help Dana out. Her PayPal account is found is Dana at yoyoseo.com Yo dot com. Please give, friends. Um giving to Dana is giving to somebody who's paid it forward to such a degree. <laughs> um I, again there, there's there, innumerable is too small a word.
2: Thank you, Jim.
0: Um, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not often lost for word, and I'm struggling to try to describe the impact, Dana, you've had on on our community. Um, it's been extraordinary. And, and
2: have, the love has been tremendous. The cards that I received when I was in rehab, I was in the hospital for two months, uh, 15 days in ICU and then six weeks in rehab and it, my room actually became a place where people wanted to come and just look at the cards because they had heard about all of the cards covering the walls. <laughs> well,
0: I, I actually heard a story that at one point the hospital was turning away stuff. You had so much coming up one, on one day.
2: Uh, you yeah, know, I'm not sure. I know they were turning away visitors. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. Oh, probably when, oh, when I was in ICU, yes, they did turn away stuff. I could, uh, people had sent flowers and uh, food. And I couldn't, because I was in ICU, uh, at one point, the only people that could come in had to wear a, a gown and caps over their hair. And uh, so it was it had to be a very sterile environment because I was in neurogenic shock, and you know I could have gone either way at that time. We
0: but- hear terms like neurogenic shock, and that just brings me back to that week of November 14th when everything must have been so frightening. But looking at it from the week of April 24th, Hmm. what a difference 5 months makes
2: yes yes yeah. and the memories of that week those that i still have are there and i had just this absolute peace that came over me and that that peace and that calm hasn't left to this day even in the midst of dealing with nerve pain and you know the, the portions of my body that don't work properly yet. I keep and that's what I have to be very thankful for is Alan Blyweiss as I don't know how many of you know, but I'm sure plenty of you know him. he has moved in with us and he has not only become my caregiver but he's become my counselor in reminding me that everything I say I need to be thinking yet. So okay I not I'll be like, oh, I can't do this and he'll say yet. And yeah. so that's where I'm at now is, is yeah, I'm, I'm not setting any limits or any boundaries. Well,
0: when uh, when we all learned that Alan was going to be moving up to to be staying with you and Ed, um, I think a lot of us breathed a, a great sigh of relief. Um, mm-hmm. One of the more trusted and respected members of our community. And uh, uh, I, I have no other way to say it. That brother came through. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, yes. Dana, we have about one minute left in this segment. Um, is there any message you want to give to the, to the, to the community that, that, that clearly loves you so much?
2: Thank you for the love that you've sent. And thank you for uh, the continued love. I still get cards from people. And thank you for reaching out. And, Laura, thank you for this opportunity to be able to share with everyone and I know that God's reached down and touched me, and I just want to pass on and thank everyone for how they've just reached down and touched me as well. And I, I plan to continue to confound the doctors through all this, and it's been the support. <laughs> and I cannot tell you enough the encouragement. Like sometimes I'll get a message on Facebook, and, be, and I'll be in a hard time and be like, okay, that's it. I'm, gonna, I'm doing one more set of exercises. No, thank
0: you. Uh, well, Dana, uh, Dana Lokadu, thank you so much for spending time with us and being an amazing inspiration. And uh, Laura LePay, I wish I wish we had more time to talk. I I, I want to have you on the show for a whole bunch of other reasons. Um, <laughs> but thank you for doing this. Like, thank you yeah, so much. It's huge, inspiring. Huge,
3: yeah, huge inspiration before and uh, and and after. Like, unbelievable, um, just unbelievable. So uh, this you, is the least I could do. I hope we can get you lots and lots of money I, I, for, for all that <laughs> stuff you're going to have to
0: pay for. <laughs> I really want to say that both of you epitomize the reason I love this industry so much, and thank you for joining us on Webcology.
2: Thank you for having me, Thank you, Dave.
0: Thanks. Friends, that was uh, Dana, Dana Lockadoo and Laura LePay. Um, we've got to take a break here. We're going to be coming back with uh, Damon Patton from... Man.jo, banjo, a meta-media... Getting caught on my own tongue here, I apologize. A meta-media curation service. You're listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's the 24th of April. Stay tuned. Coming back after these messages. Sit
1: tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game.
3: And that's the ball game.
1: Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi!
3: How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short, branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike, for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com.
1: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked web award site visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company site or organization the call for entries has begun and the deadline to enter is may 30th 2014 go to www.webaward.org and sign up today webmasterradio.fm presents search kingdom We explore the world of search marketing, give in-depth analysis inside the important industry headlines, and interview with the most important industry thought leaders. Search Kingdom, on demand inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Media,
0: Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave and I are joined by Damian Patton from, from Banjo, B-A-N dot J-O, a mega media curation app. Damien, welcome to Upcology.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Jim, if
5: it's all right, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Um, hey,
0: yeah.
5: I, I just, a, I, I'll, I'll start with a disclosure. Damien and I have worked together in the past, um, a couple times, actually. But um, that, that doesn't stop, well, A, me, or B, uh, a variety of, of you know, media from you know, sort of raving about, uh, about the application. Um, Damien, let's maybe start. What is Banjo?
4: So Banjo, uh, in its simplest form, it's the largest collection of social posts in the world that are organized by three things. The time that the posts are, are, were made, the location the posts were made in, and the context of the posts. And so if you go to search for something today, you probably go to, to Google. But if you want to see what's happening right now, this second, anywhere in the world, how do you do that? Well, the, well, the answer is Banjo. It allows you to see – what people are taking and doing at any location in the world so that you can be there, whether it's an event, a breaking news story. So take, we're taking all of the world's location and social information, and we're making it so uh, you can find it simply.
5: So who, uh, well, I guess, you know, let's start as, as users, and then I'm going to follow up and going, hey, as as media or marketers. So, so let's start with users. Um, what would I do? I mean, there, there's there's the obvious, you know what, I, I can't be at uh, at the Yankees game, uh, and, and I want to follow it, right, and, and see what's going on here, but, um, you know, outside of, you know, just those really, really obvious ones, I mean, you mentioned, you know, I want to know what's going on in whatever, Madrid, um, what are, what is a user to do with this? Um, you know, I already know the answer because I've got the app, But but in your words...
4: Yeah, so the number one thing that users are doing is, is following the news, not only local news, but the world news uh, from a different angle, right? This is not the news that you're seeing on television, but the news through the, through the lens of the phones, if you will, of the people that are actually on the scene. And so it gives you a very different perspective, and most of the time it's the first perspective because we are able to detect news before it even becomes an event uh, and before the, even the TV cameras are even on scene, and so that's the number one thing that banjos use for uh, every day. The number two after that would be sports. And it, it is because most people are not at their favorite team sports games. Uh, they can't make it or it's in a different city or even a different country. Uh, and it allows you, again, to be there, if it's not, especially if it's not even televised or if it's not live TV. It allows you to be there and, and keep up to date with not only the score but what the fans are sharing, not just through things like tweets. But through Instagram videos, through Vine videos, through Facebook posts, Google Plus, and and a lot of other foreign social networks like VK uh, out of Russia.
5: Now we, you know, I, I'm a marketer. We've got a we've got a marketing show here. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and as as fantastic and as such a great idea these things are to to pull together. Um, you know, data. We're not all altruistic in in a, you know, I'm not going to put out the, the kind of resources it would take to build an app like this without going, hey, there, there's got to be a, a way to, to turn this into something. Um, what has been? Is there something coming that I as a marketer um, can use? I've already seen media is using it, but that I as a marketer can go, hey, okay, you know, I own the New York Yankees. You know, what can I do? Or is there something down the road, um, you know, to, to sort of help marketers uh, sort of get, I don't know, an added perk.
4: Yeah, I would say that it's actually already here, Dave. uh, What I like to tell people is Banjo makes everything better. It's just that simple. You just plug Banjo into any vertical, whether it's the entertainment vertical, sports vertical, marketing, branding, it just makes it better. To give you an example, say you're a big consumer packaged good company and you hold a lot of events and so there's a lot of people talking about your product whether it's a concert series, sports series, it's outdoor uh, festivals, whatever the case may be, using Banjo, you have the power. So Banjo, don't think of it as the app. Think of it as this huge platform. And as a brand, you can go and create locations in, in literally seconds and to follow what people are talking about your brand at, at, at those events. So if you're a, a big CPG company and have 100 events this summer, Every single event that you have, you're going to be able to get a full stream of all the social media that's actually happening inside your event and how the people are actually interacting with your brand. So this isn't things that are searchable by hashtag. This isn't things that people are just pontificating about. It's everybody who's on scene, who's on that location talking about your brand. You can engage with those users, right? Right. You can you can see what they're talking about. You can change you can change the way you're marketing uh, to people or come up with th- different ideas. And we do this already. I mean, this is already something that Banjo does. We just haven't been we haven't done a very good job of marketing ourselves outside of the app, right? The consumer app's very popular and been doing very well, but we're even doing much better from the platform side that the media is using. As you as you mentioned, whether it's Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC, the BBC. They're all using Banjo to break the news, to tell news stories, to do user interest stories like the Boston bombing one year later. It was all powered by Banjo. We're doing stuff with Fox Sports and with NASCAR, um, et cetera. But we're also now doing things with the marketing and the brands to bring them, like I said, in touch with the people that are at their events or at events where their brand is – or maybe maybe not even their brand. Maybe it's their competitor's brand and they want to just see what, what people are saying about it in the actual venue.
0: Yeah, I was. It's funny. We we do a lot of conferences in the in the search marketing and the the web market or digital industry. It, it occurred to me how a conference organizer could use. I mean, imagine a ten thousand person conference, uh, three different uh, threads of sessions happening at the same time, and a presentation over on the uh, trade show floor. Imagine how somebody in that kind of environment could use banjo to you know pass information and network with each other. There's, there's a dozen different applications outside of. Um, just following, uh, 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 I guess, consumer-fed streams, eh?
4: Exactly. In fact, what we were able to do during CES or even the National Association of Broadcasters that were just in Vegas, we were able to break that conference up by hall, able to include everything together as one, as one uh, event. And so you were able to monitor the main stage, uh, the side stages, the, the ongoings outside, as well as the, the conference as a whole, all based on what people uh, were saying. So uh, long story short is you can apply it to, I think, just about any vertical, whether it's brands, marketing, sports, entertainment, breaking news, security, whatever the case may be, uh, if you just plug in Banjo, it literally makes everything better.
0: Okay, well, how about, um, I, I'm a simple webmaster. I have a couple of hundred websites. Um, most of them web based. Some of them, some of them uh, strictly mobile based. Um, that I'm responsible for, and I want to bring added value to, you know, to whatever my clients' topics my clients are talking about, or uh, you know, I want to bring added value for the users themselves. How could Bancho help me with that?
4: Sure. Well, it depends on the type of web platform you have. But let's just say you had a something that was doing with pop culture, for example. You can take Banjo and any events that are going on around the world, you can have a live feed of that now on your, on your web. And so this, this actually is something that happens every day. So, for example, if you were to go to, let's say, Fox Boston's website uh, during the, the uh, marathon, Boston Marathon, they were live on television using Banjo's platform to show the social posts that are happening at the start, finish line, etc., but all of that content that's in a live streaming feed on television is actually in a uh, JavaScript app, if you will, inside their website. And so not only the media but entertainment shows, um, sports sport shows are using uh, those feeds for their web. So what, we're, what our platform does is allows you to go imagine – a, imagine a Google map and you take your finger or your mouse – And you draw a shape, a polygon, a circle around an area that you have an interest in. And it shows you all the content that's happening there and the power to rewind to go back in the past if you missed something. And you get to just swipe in stuff that you like. I like these posts. I like these photos. I like these videos. And as you do that, that can go right on air for television and actually is sent right uh, onto your web platform. All you have to do is take the the JavaScript uh, snippet. Uh, and put it into your website. You can you can adjust the CSS any way you want for colors, height, width, uh, et cetera. So that's how you can bring value. You can bring location-based content from any kind of uh, place in the world, any kind of event in the world if you want. Curate that with the, in, in mere uh, milliseconds and uh, have it showing to users in real time either as a live stream or as a stream of a past event.
5: Well, I guess a, a question I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure our listeners have is what sources? Um, like you, we'd mentioned it a few times, and you know, for those in the know, we we probably you know aren't thinking about mentioning it. But um, you, we'd mentioned you know we're talking about content curation and and pulling it all into into one location. If I went and I was looking up a specific event, what data am I going to get access to?
4: Yeah, so it's all the public data that's shared. I mean we, we have public and private data because we have a social graph now. We just passed 920 million people in our graphs, so almost a billion people active a month in our, in our social graph. And so that gives us access to private and public content. You will only see – your users will only see public content. That's the content that people have tweeted, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, uh, Googled, whatever the case may be. It's the content that they've said they want people in the world to see and, and give feedback, whether it's follows, likes, whatever the case may be. So that's the kind of data you're going to get back. It's all the public available information. It's just going out there and grabbing all the world's information, sorting it for you and displaying it for you in less than a second. So you don't have to go and, and, and do something that would quite honestly be impossible.
0: Okay, hey, uh, Damon, we have to rush through. This is uh, the last question. We're going to have a chance to get in. How do people start utilizing Banjo?
4: Um, well, first, I mean, they can download Banjo for free. Uh, we're the Editor's Choice app of the year on Android. And so you go to Google Play or you can go into iOS, into, into iTunes and download us there, ban.jo on, on iTunes, or just go to the website, which is ban.jo and start searching for anything you want from news, sports, entertainment, uh, et cetera. And then from there, just you know, feel free to contact any of us at Banjo. Uh, we love working with not only all of our, our users but also people in the marketing and other industries as well to help find other ways that Banjo can be helpful for everyone.
0: Well, dude, it's a really cool app. Thank you for taking time to explain it to us on, on Webcology today. And, uh, again, Damon Patton, thanks for your time. Really appreciate having you on the show today.
4: Thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys having us.
0: Thanks. you okay, friends. Good. Go check out Banjo, the as I called it earlier, the mega media curation app. B A N . J O. Check it out at the Android Store or the Android Play Store or at the iOS Store. Um, download it and get it uh, Start start tracking. Um, this week, Google went and renamed a bunch of stuff. Yep, they went and changed stuff again. Dave, moving the goalposts, <laughs> changing the names. Well, it's a lot of metrics obfuscation. We're going to be talking about that when we come back with Tom Craver after the break. Friends, stay tuned. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're back after these messages.
1: Sit tight and move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
0: at BruceClay.com.
1: Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 24th of April, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We've had a great show so far, and we're going to try to round out the hour by clarifying a little bit of obsugation. Yep. We have on the line Tom Craver, the Vice President of Development and IT at the Internet Marketing Ninjas. Um, Tom, I'm not going to give you a a mega-long introduction like I did with uh, with Dana and Laura. Um, Suffice to say, Tom is one of the more sought-after conference speakers. He's, um, well, he's in charge of the uh, I Am Ninja's like, incredible tool set. And uh, he wrote this article the other day at Search Engine Watch trying to explain what many of us still consider somewhat inexplicable. Google went and changed all of the names. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Tom, <laughs> what's, 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 well, hey, welcome, to, welcome back to Webcology. And, uh, dude, what's the deal with Google?
1: Hello, Tom. so we're getting on the phone. Cool. Okay. Well,
0: it looks like we lost Tom. Um. To um. To recap, earlier this week, Google changed a number of the names of metrics of um. You know, measurements in uh, in Google Analytics. For instance, visits became sessions. Now, I don't want to delve too too deeply into this, Dave. I don't want to you know start talking about what yeah. became what because we have Tom coming on in the moment, and he's you know. He's the one who got out in front of this first, rather established himself as an expert. We're calling him on the phone now because Skype appears to have failed, so we should have Tom on the line any second. And I believe he's All right, he's back. and I think I'm back. On okay. <laughs> the landline. Okay. Welcome back, question Tom. I asked. The question I asked you just before we dropped off. What's up with Google? What happened earlier this week? And, uh, you know, the, 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 the working off your Search Engine Watch article from Tuesday, what happened with Google?
6: Oh, geez. Google decided to change their mind again. And, you know, what, what the Google does, we, we have no choice but to follow. The biggest the biggest change, what they did with Analytics was they decided that if you – so Google Analytics, for those of you who don't know, it's obviously for measuring your website – But you can also measure if you had mobile apps or or web-based apps or whatever. You could could measure those with it as well using very similar techniques. And so if you did that, if you had a mobile app and you used the same profile ID, why you would do that, I don't know. But if you did use the same profile ID for your mobile app as you did for your website, um, what happened this week was Google said, hey, we're going to combine all those into one big report now and we're not going to separate it out by here's your website, here's your mobile app. And on the okay. surface, for some of us, that might not be that bad. Um, what what that means is that if, if the boss comes down and the, you all know, the sea-level mucky must come down and say, hey, how many people interacted with us this week? You could have everything in one fell swoop by looking at one click of one report, and, and there you go. Um, life is happy. You move on. But for those of us who want to segregate that stuff, now that means a little more work for us. In the process, they decided to make things simpler, again, in their, in their mind, of, of how you report this stuff. So, you know, you sit there and you go, oh, well, you know, we have a mobile app. Mobile apps don't have visitors. They don't have visits. They they have users, and those users use our app for a period of time in what we're going to call a uh, session, session sound good. So to make the reports the same across the board, since everything is all merged into one report now, Google said, okay, this concept of visits and visitors that you guys have been so accustomed to, and oh well, we're at the unique visitors as well, um, we're going to change that now, and that's now called users. And visits are now called sessions. So as far as you're concerned, if you're a a straight-up web analyst, what's really changed for you is just a few terms. More importantly, and I put a screenshot of this in the article I wrote for Search Engine Watch earlier this week, is the API has changed. Oh, yeah. The no variable name I'm... that you might use.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, this is something so I want to might... get at. Oh. Uh, ahead, I, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt like, like so abruptly, but something I really want to get at. So, yeah, as, as you said, for uh, most analysts, it's just a couple of words that's changed here and there. But what about the tool and die makers? What about you know guys guys like you at internet marketing ninjas or um, somebody who has who has you know settings in an API? What does this mean for
3: them?
6: Well, you have to go through and and, and rework your code and rechange your variable names. If you're using the Google Analytics API and reaching in there to grab some cool data, you're gonna have to change the names of some of the things that you use it because again, visitors, unique visitors, gone. This changed to sessions now. So, um, luckily. You know, this is a weird one. So you know, I wrote about three different changes over the past two weeks with Google Analytics, and every single one of them ends with. So if you're lucky, you'll start seeing these sometime next week, and the rest you'll start seeing them over the next few months. This one, for, for some strange reason, Google said, "Yeah, everyone's going to see it this week." Well, I saw it on Friday, and they said it was going to start rolling out this Monday. So um, as far as the API is concerned, they've changed the names already. So like, GA Visitor Type is now GA User Type. GA Visitors is now GA Users. Um, the interesting one, though, our GA visit length is now GA session duration bucket because that makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> luckily, luckily for us, okay. hey, you know, we we don't have lengths of visits anymore. We have buckets of how long they did their session. That the, the jokes, the jokes just run rampant there, right? Um, you know, what, what this means is you've got to go in there and, and change your, your code very quickly, too. Um, so far, it seems to be working. The, the older names are still out there. I haven't seen anything official, and I've, I've pressed on my contacts at Google, but they've been a little slow to respond this week to me in particular. Um, it's a busy week for everybody, I guess. I haven't swapped myself. But um, they, they, there's, no, there's no data when they're going to flip the switch and say, hey, these are gone. There appears to be some kind of alias or some kind of both of them are working for some reason right now. Um well when that changes, that's anybody's guess. So, okay, so I'm so I'm talking uh, with my partner Alan
0: i I'm talking with my partner Alan Connect yesterday and uh one of his first reactions was well what do you think this means for businesses that have trained people as analysts? Do they have to do a whole bunch of retraining?
6: A straight up analyst, the one who's looking at the reports and this, that and the other, they have to know that the terminology has changed. Other than that, it's not much. If you've been formally trained, um, or if you've been informally trained for that matter, if you've had any stretch of knowledge imposed upon you about analytics, I have been doing classes before the SES and Clixie lab conferences now for several years. And in every single one of those classes on analytics, I talk about the word visit being equated to a session. Um, because it makes more sense conceptually that you've got a browsing session from the first page you land on to the end, and it takes up so much time of the session of your browsing of that website. So, a session it should not be a, a new word to most people. That should at least been thrown around once or twice. The concept of a user, well, there's somebody who's using your website. It doesn't make much more of a difference anyway. The, the big thing, the big thing is, um, as far as terminology, is the whole concept of unique visitors. Now, if you go to Google's help page, the Google Analytics help page, and they talk about the audience overview and various things. They say now that the the phrase users is now synonymous with the total number of unique users to your site. And if you compare that to the whole unique visitors metric before, that means that visitors by itself has gone away completely. And that concept between visitor and unique visitor was always an interesting one. Unique visitor was based on the time window that you were looking at in your report. So um... Everybody hears me on Woodcology on Today, so you go and check out my website and see who I am and what I'm all about. And I looked back at today's stats and I see that I had, you know, what, 20 unique visitors for today or whatever. Maybe you have me out again in the future, Jim, and on that same day I go back and look and I have another 25 visitors, but maybe some of them were repeated. If I'm yeah. only looking at that certain window of time in the future for that one day in the future, those unique visitors might be counted again as unique visitors. However, if I go back and look at the collective total from the first visit on your show to the last visit on your show, I look at that whole window of time. If anybody was repeated between those two shows, they would only be counted as one. So, unique visitors has always been based on time. Time is by default in a report anyway. You got to say, you know, I'm looking from here to here. So, they've kind of taken out the lesser confusing visitors one, because everybody thought of visitors as unique visitors anyway. So, what does okay. it mean? Do not um, much. Just be careful of terminology. You know, we're not, we're well, so not calling visitors.
5: Something else, I, uh, something else I, I've learned here is, uh, in this industry, uh, never write a book. Uh, I, I
2: pre-ordered <laughs> off, uh,
5: off, Amazon, uh, Google analytics. It's, it's been released in a few months by, uh, by Justin Catroni and, uh, oh, Justin, back to dude. the drawing board, poor guy. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine The oh, basic Basically,
5: everything you've written so just far has down. to go to reprint. Oh,
6: man. <laughs> every time I see Justin, I tell him he's overdue for an update. And, you know, by the time that happens, there's been five more updates to Google Analytics. So. <laughs> and more to come undoubtedly. Watch your terms, watch your metrics, and for goodness sake, if you're a developer or you lead a team of developers, as I do, go out and change your API code and, and look up the new things. That, that's the bottom line here. But as far as the reports are concerned,
0: change the word if your client doesn't like it. Okay, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. We have come full stop on time here on Webcology. Uh, Tom Craver from Internet Marketing Ninjas, thank you so much for joining us. I wish we had more time to talk through this. There's a lot more to talk about. We'll have to have it on again. Um, Friends, that was Tom Craver. Um, Tom is the Vice President of Development IT and Internet Marketing Ninjas. What a show. We had Dana Lookadu. We had Laura LePay. We had... We had Damien Patton, Patton. And we had Tom Craver. What a great show. Dave Davies, thank you so much. Dave from Beanstalk SEO. That's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Jim at DigitalAwaysMedia.com. You can listen to WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 24th of April, 2014. Stay tuned. we got amazing content coming up after the news.